RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. Neo-Democrats lawmaker Gary Fan urges protesters to wear protective gear at demonstrations. Police cordon off a factory in Junwan after finding suspected explosives. And the British Foreign Secretary warns Iran of serious consequences if it doesn't release a seized oil tanker. Neo-Democrats lawmaker Gary Fan has urged protesters to protect themselves when taking part in anti-extradition bill protests, saying he's very worried that violence will break out again between protesters and police in future. Mr Fan says it's evident that police had used violence against protesters during recent clashes in Shengshui and Sha Tin, which left more than two dozen people injured. But he says the administration's inaction is the root cause of the recent conflicts between protesters and the police. I'm really worried as long as the government continues to hiding in the back of the police and uh, not doing anything, uh, just let the, uh, the protester to confront the police uh, in the front line, uh, the blood, bloodshed will continue. So um, I call on the protester to do everything to protect themselves from police brutality. Uh, be water, my friend. I think this is a principle we should hold dear uh, uh, when we uh, take to the street to go protest or rally or to express our uh, demand for the government. Sources say police have found suspected explosives in an industrial building in Chunmuan. Police have formed a cordon around the outside long, the Lungxing factory building on Texaco Road. Sources on the ground say officers from the police's Explosive Ordnance Disposal Bureau have arrived at the scene and the police have taken away a person from the building for investigation. Firefighters are on standby. Britain's Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt has warned Iran of serious consequences if it doesn't release a British-operated oil tanker it seized in the Strait of Hormuz. Mr Hunt said Iran's actions would not be tolerated, though he stressed that Britain wasn't considering military options to ensure the tanker, the Steno Impero, was released. This is completely unacceptable. Freedom of navigation must be maintained. We will respond in a way that is considered but robust and we are absolutely clear that if this situation is not resolved quickly there will be serious consequences. The British government has advised its vessels to stay out of the area for an interim period. The ship's operator, Stena Bolk, has denied Iranian allegations that the vessel was breaking maritime regulations when it was seized. A second British-operated vessel, the Mezda, a Liberian-registered supertanker, was also detained by the Iranians but was allowed to proceed reportedly after a warning. President Trump has said he'll be talking to Britain about the Stena Impero's seizure, which he said proved that he'd been right all along that Iran posed a threat to international security. So we're going to be speaking with the UK, and this only goes to show what I'm saying about Iran. Trouble, nothing but trouble. And it goes to show you I was right about Iran. And let's see what happens. Mr Trump said although the US didn't have many tankers in the Gulf, it had warships and Britain was a close ally. The US Department of Defence said its drones were monitoring the situation in the Strait of Hormuz. A huge explosion has rocked a gas plant in Henan province. At least 10 people have been killed, 5 are missing and 19 were seriously injured in the blast at the air separation unit of the Yima gas factory in San Mencia. The explosion was so powerful it shattered windows and doors of buildings in a 3 kilometre radius. 
The Argentine-American architect Cesar Pelli, designer of the Petronas Towers in the Malaysian capital Kuala Lumpur, has died at the age of 92. For more than five years, around the turn of the millennium, the towers were the world's tallest buildings. The BBC's Charles Haviland reports. Sheathed in stainless steel and incorporating motifs of Islamic design, Kuala Lumpur's Petronas Towers were the world's tallest buildings for six years. They remain its highest twin structures. Their architect, Cesar Pelli, was born in 1926 in Tucumán province of northern Argentina, studying his trade there before moving his studio to New Haven in Connecticut. He'd go on to design the Canary Wharf Tower, the National Museum of Art in Osaka in Japan, and New York's World Financial Center, winning more than 300 awards for design excellence. Cesar Pelli also designed the two towers of the International Financial Center, known as IFC 1 and 2, in Central here in Hong Kong. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The Pentagon says the acting U.S. Defense Secretary has authorized the deployment of U.S. troops and resources to Saudi Arabia. The kingdom has not hosted U.S. troops since 2003, after they withdrew at the end of the war with Iraq. More details from the BBC's Peter Bowes. The U.S. is understood to be deploying Patriot Air Defense missile batteries manned by 500 American soldiers to Prince Sultan Base in Saudi Arabia. The U.S. also plans to send a squadron of F-22 stealth fighters to the base. In a statement from U.S. Central Command, the deployment is described as being in coordination with and at the invitation of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It comes as concern grows about the impact on global oil markets of rising tensions between Washington and Tehran and uncertainty over the safety of crucial shipping lanes in the Gulf. A man has died in hospital from injuries sustained in the fire at the Kyoto Animation Studios in Japan. He is the 34th victim of the arsonist, named by police as Shinji Aoba, who remains in hospital. Most of the dead were in their 20s and 30s. Their names have not yet been disclosed. Mourners are continuing to leave flowers and tributes at the charred remains of the studio. An international foundation based in Portugal has announced a new annual one million US dollar prize for humanity. The Gulbenkian Foundation said it hopes the award will inspire ideas that help improve the future of the human race. The first prize in 2020 will focus on climate change. From Lisbon, here's the BBC's Alison Roberts. The announcement of the new prize by the Gulbenkian Foundation, Portugal's leading sponsor of the arts and sciences, comes days after it sold the oil company that was its main source of income to diversify into less polluting activities. It's a radical shift for the 60-year-old institution whose late founder, Kalust Gulbenkian, made his fortune opening up Middle East oil reserves to Western companies. Kosovo's Prime Minister Ramush Haradinaj has resigned after a war crimes tribunal in The Hague called him for questioning as a suspect. Mr Haradinaj has consistently denied the allegations and has been acquitted twice at the UN war crimes tribunal at The Hague. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhard. This dates back to the uh, war for independence from Kosovo. They were part of Yugoslavia and broke away from Serbia between 1998 to 1999. And Ramush Haridinaj was a commander in the west of the province for the Kosovo Liberation Army. He's been tried twice before on allegations of murder and torture of ethnic Serbs, but also of alleged collaborators, including Roma and other ethnic Albanians. He is himself ethnic Albanian. He was acquitted on both occasions. 
On the eve of the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing, President Trump has met the mission's two surviving astronauts, Michael Collins and Buzz Aldrin. Mr Trump used the event to promote his vision of a US mission to Mars rather than a return to the moon, a view supported by Michael Collins. Two German tourists have been fined just over a thousand US dollars and ordered to leave Venice for brewing, brewing coffee on a small stove at the foot of the Italian city's famous Rialto Bridge. The authorities in Venice have introduced strict rules, including a ban on loitering on bridges or picnicking by public monuments or canals, which they say are necessary to preserve the historic city. The BBC's Terry Egan has the story. About 30 million tourists visit the City of Love every year. Along with St Mark's Square and gondolas, one of the main attractions they come for is the Rialto Bridge, the oldest of four bridges on the Grand Canal. These two backpackers from Berlin, though, wanted to enjoy the site in style and so began making coffee there on a little travel cooker. For the privilege of that, they've now been fined more than a thousand dollars. And to sports now, the Algerian football team have beaten Senegal to win the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations in the Egyptian capital Cairo. It's the second time they've won the tournament and their first success outside Algeria. More than 10,000 Algerians travelled to Cairo to watch the match. The BBC's John Bennett was there. Algeria's 29-year wait for a Cup of Nations title is over. They've been the best team in Egypt from start to finish. But it took a freak early goal to win the final. Baghdad Bunaja's shot deflecting off Salif Sane and looping in. Senegal were awarded a penalty for handball in the second half, but it was overturned after a VAR review. They rarely looked like equalising after that. And just a few weeks after helping Man City to a Premier League title, Riyad Mahrez has captained his country to a Cup of Nations title. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Neo-Democrats lawmaker Gary Fan urges protesters to wear protective gear at demonstrations. Police cordon off a factory in Chunwan after finding suspected explosives. And the British Foreign Secretary warns Iran of serious consequences if it doesn't release a seized oil tanker. That's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes on offer. First, our featured album, the latest Save the Planet offering from the king of African reggae, Tikan Jafakoli, and a sampling of hot new hits from a lot of places on the planet. As always, Giovanni says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the planet. And we actually hear one of uh, Giovanotti's uh, more recent hits uh, later on in the show. Meanwhile, starting us off, and uh, from a lot of places, is this hot new hit on the charts from Becky G, U.S. actress and singer, digital farm animals from the U.K. and Russian from Jamaica. Becky G, full name Rebecca Mary Gomez from uh, Inglewood, California, singer, songwriter and actress... She's been recording and acting since 2008, and uh, she's grown in stature. She still has two under her belt, uh, one extended play, and 20 singles. She mostly goes for the hits. 
The track is called Next to You and features uh, digital farm animals from the UK. That's Nicholas Gale, English DJ, singer, remixer, record producer. He's worked with a lot of people, of which 